On today's show, we welcome Annika Mueller, a runner from Denver, Colorado in the USA. Welcome to the show, Annika. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be catching up and chatting with you. I see um, your, you know, photos spring up, and you're, you know, in your sporty gear. You always got the beaming smile. You have to <laughs> down at the beach. It seems like adventure uh, is completely tied um, to the core of who you are. Uh, but for people listening who have not yet come across you on their journey, could you tell us a little bit about your endurance life? Yeah. So I guess I would consider myself kind of a new runner. I've I've kind of always been always been active. Um, growing up, I played a lot of different sports. I played soccer. I was a gymnast. I, you know, did those things. And in high school, I participated in one season of cross country, which sort of, I always knew that I liked running. But I, when I joined the cross country team, I quickly realized how bad I was compared to um, so many other people on the team. I was routinely coming in last. And I was like, dang, you know, this is just not the sport for me. But I had purchased shoes and everything. And a couple of my friends who were supposed to do the season with me actually uh, quit during uh, the summer training part of it. So I was sort of just like left by myself on this cross-country team. And kind of I learned a lot, but I kind of stopped running for a while in that time. And then I, in college, I ran here and there. I ran for fitness purposes. So just like, you know, a couple of miles here and there every week. Like I had no goals. I ran occasional 5Ks, but um, nothing like that. And so basically um, after college, I wanted to, I just really wanted to kind of take up running more. So I decided I wanted to run half marathon because I always thought that, you know, I'd see some of my friends doing it and I would say, you know, they're so fit. They must be so athletic. Like I just can't imagine like running half marathon, like, wow, how crazy would that be? Um, and I, I actually needed to get a um, genetic test done because my mom um, had a stroke when I was 14 years old. And they found that she had this genetic mutation that was tied to heart disease. And that started for her pretty young. So pretty much we wanted to make sure that I was safe to, you know, be doing these long distance runs um, at this time. And I found out that I did have the genetic mutation, so mm. I don't have any symptoms yet, and it hasn't caused any early onset heart disease for me, but I do have the genetic mutation that can cause it. So that kind of jump-started me into like a, a way healthier lifestyle. Um, I kind of decided to leave the partying I was doing in college behind a little bit. I mean, I still like to have fun here and there, of course. Um, but yeah, and I, I kind of felt like I needed to make a change to my life um, to make sure that I, you know, was living a healthy lifestyle. And so that's kind of where it all started. And I started running, I guess, more seriously, but not even very seriously, but more seriously, like three years ago. See, that's interesting, isn't it? It's like, you know, to think that like, um, I mean, it's not necessarily a health scare, but it's a bit scary thinking about our health and, and thinking, you know, I don't know about you, but in the back of my mind, I'm living to a hundred, right? Like, like, right. A, like a hundred. That's the number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cruise to a hundred between some, somewhere between now and then. We're gonna work out some sort of magic pill that heals everything, or some sort of machine that you can sit in. It's like, hey, you have a problem <laughs> with your liver. Um, cool, we'll go and fix it. Um, you yeah. know, and when I was younger, I had no thoughts. I'm bulletproof. But like, I guess the thought that 
that you know we all die right that's just part of part of the whole thing but when you when you you know genetically or or whatever you find something that says uh the number of days could be quite limited by this thing that's scary in itself and then to think that say you know it, it could be 40 years uh, of what you get um but if you live recklessly that you only get 10 all of a sudden, the the allure of the party and the allure of um, whatever it was going to be loses its shine. I think um, you know yeah. it's all of a sudden it's like, is it actually worth it? Like, yippee, party! Like, maybe I could just stay out and dance. But what do you look? Oh, that person's lame. Why they just drink water? Why? Because they want to live heaps longer. Like that's not lame. <laughs> right. That's, that's really clever. Um, but it's probably because we're always just not really thinking that that one day we could die. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it sort of just never crossed my mind. I was like, you know, I'm young. I'm, this was, I'm 26 now. So this was probably when I was like 22 or 23 that I was, you know, finding this information out. And I don't know, it just really puts your life in perspective. Mm, yeah, well, see, um, I'm like, uh, have four children um, and two actually uh, from my wife's previous marriage. And um, her husband died at 27. And it was like, you know, wow. I think, for, yeah, for like, for, for um for me i hadn't really come across death other than like my great grandfather dying at like i don't know in his 90s um you know my grandmothers died um in their 50s and that was like oh my god taken too soon you know and like but you yeah. know they, they were they were grandmas and and they were old and i was young um but you know then to to come across this family and see that um you know we're not promised a day i think that really rocked me to my core and it made me realize that like you know i i these two little kids they needed a dad and they needed someone to love them and and i and i certainly have the capability to to do that and, and then that's embarked on this journey where i'm now you know a total family man life my life turned in an instance it, it used to be my fridge was stocked with chicken broccoli and bourbon um and it just used <laughs> to be about just and tattoos having fun and and just enjoying life with my friends and all of a sudden I realized it's you know life is actually really short and that I you know do need to be the best man that I can be for myself but also for my wife my kids um and then to grow that into a big, bigger family but you know it, it's it 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 really went just went to show that like we really aren't promised a day like that is a, a reminder every day in this household uh, for us to to live life to the max and and try to try to squeeze the most out of it. And I think you know as I'm getting older, it feels to me more like joy is important um, and yeah. love is important. So I'm trying to fill my life with with things that bring me joy um, and bring me love. If I can hit love, even better because it feels a bit more permanent than joy. Definitely. I can totally mm-hmm. understand that. And so do you feel then like um, that the running thing is, you know, like that's passion now. Like it's funny to think back in those the days of the cross country, all your friends ditch you. It's like, you know, you're thinking, oh, God, should I even bother with this thing? Um, but there must have been a hint of some enjoyment in there. Is it is it, the, is it the fact that you can run a certain distance you like? Is it being out amongst nature? Is it a combination of those things? Like what do you think um, has p- positioned um, or the, the traits of running the running lifestyle that that um, hits the passion mark for you you know that's an interesting question because it's not like I've ever grown up around like no one in my family really runs my brother runs here and there um for fitness purposes but my parents I mean I don't know if they've ever run a mile in their life you know and so and but when I was probably in maybe third grade I remember you know going outside and just wanting to run around the block and I would run 
I would just run and I, I thought it was so fun, but then I would get tired and I would be like, well, that was fun run around the block, but I'm tired now, of course. Um, and so there's always been like, I think a little bit of a draw for me to, to be running. And, and then I think, you know, I, I, volleyball wasn't working out for me in high school. So I was like, you know, I'm going to try cross country because I've always, you know, had a love for running. Um, but I had never, I had never run a distance of, of the 5k before, before I joined the cross country team. And I think that sort of the season sort of broke me because I was like, you know, wow, I thought I, I loved this thing, but it doesn't love me back. Um, mm. And I wonder so, how many runners have felt that way. I've I felt that way. Like I'm doing that ultra run. I talked to you just briefly before coming on air. Yeah. Like you think, no, I can do this thing and I'm going to progress. And then it just like, it, it, if there's, you've got to have some passion and some enjoyment built into it because if you're just running for the sake of hitting some milestones, um, it'll, it'll bend you over your knee and break you in two. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely. a challenging one. Mm. Yeah. And I think that I, it's sort of, manifested itself into a passion because I think I saw I saw how much other people were enjoying it and I said you know what are they I like this thing but I find it hard but what are they getting out of this that I'm not getting mm. um and so you know I started running more for for fitness purposes in college and I was enjoying it and I'm not really sure why I think it just sort of was a chance to you know get out of my head and get outside and I don't know have something to work toward yeah, and the endorphins that people talk about, or whatever else. I don't know if you ever seen the Truman Show with um, with Jim Carrey. It's a um, like a. Have, have you seen that movie? I have not. Oh gosh, it's like it's like <laughs> this whole studio world has been created around um, Jim Carrey, and he and he's like he grows up and and like everyone's an actor, and he there's everyone's in on it, and so he's working in the office, he's not enjoying it, and it's like whatever else. But it's like you know when you look at all these people's photos and on social media and Instagram, Facebook, and they're all like yippee, uh, running is great, and then like but you think like surely this can't be the Truman Show, like it's not. Are, are these all paid actors? Like why is it that this running is a <laughs> struggle in it i'm like i'm yeah. trying to trick myself into enjoying this thing um but th but then you know it is it is one of those things too it's like there's there's days where i'll go out for a run or a jog or whatever and my wife and i you know, were talking about this the other day that we'll go take the kids down to the park and, and be active and whatever else and but before we left we'd be like oh god do you want to do oh, not really in the mood and like but one of the kids will just run out and be like yippee we're going to the park and you're like oh well that <laughs> excitement makes it worthwhile you you get your gear on you get down there and then, but when you go back, you know, we'll be just like on this high, like, oh, we need to do this more often every single day. And then the next day it's like, you want to go to the park? Oh, yeah, the park again. But, but it's like, what, what's happening in our mind where it's like trying to keep us from going and doing the active thing that we know we will love? Like, just exactly. bugger bugger off negative thoughts. You, if this, you're not required. Like, and like, you're not serving me. Like, I don't know. Is that something that I can just conquer, conquer over time? I'm a pretty positive guy, but those thoughts still creep in. Oh yes, absolutely. Yesterday I, uh, I participated in a, a 10 K up in the mountains in Colorado and it was my first ever race on a trail. Um, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was a beautiful day. It, it did rain at the end, but I was, I was running and I was trying to think to myself like, okay, this, this isn't awful. Like nothing about this is awful. Why do I want it to be done? Like I couldn't figure it out. I can never, I try to answer these questions for myself when I'm when I'm running, like, I'm like, well, what would I rather be doing right now? And I'm like, mm. well, nothing. But for some reason, you know, you just are wanting it to be over sometimes. But it's not to say you don't love it. And, you know, of course, after the fact, I'm like, that was amazing. I loved it. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Did you just say first first trail race or first trail run? Like a first trail I, race. Oh, I was gonna say because you like could could I mean look I don't know I I only know from everyone that I've interviewed, but it would seem as though where you live is like the capital city or the capital place of the world for like trail runners and adventures, the adventure scene. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, to, to like, a, you know, to not be out on the trails, running, like you've only necessarily been running for a few years, but um, do you, do you go out in the trails and run often or just sometimes? As of recently, it's just, it's something I've started to be really interested in because I've always been into hiking, I guess for the last, I don't know, four years or so. Um, I do hikes and, you know, then I run on the road. And recently I just realized I would see, you know, all these people that were combining the two, running mm-hmm. and hiking. Mm. And I was like, well, wow, like, why am I not doing that? Like, why am I not combining my love for hiking with my love for running? Like, that is just, is something I just kind of never realized that I had the capability to do, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting, fun challenge. I think I didn't really start exploring any trails and actually running them until about January of this year. Wow. So I don't know if you've yeah. seen this ad, right? I don't know why my mind's running wild today with, with different images. Cause I don't normally get a hold of <laughs> images in my mind, but there's this ad we have, um, and it, you might have it too, but it's, it's for tacos and it's like, they've got this, um, this guy and they're, and they're showing this family and it's like you know, different families and it's the progression of time trying to work out how to fill tacos um, because they got, you know, the rounded bottom, they keep falling over and they're putting nails on the table. They're, they're you know, uh, cutting grooves out of the wooden tables to lay the tacos in. And then this little boy just goes like, what if it had a flat bottom? And then like everybody in the town's got the boy on their shoulders and it's like, <laughs> and they're all cheering. Like, I don't know if you've seen right. that, right? I've not but, seen that, but. Oh my gosh. It's like one of my favorite things. I, I um, talk about it at work a lot. I'm a leader at work and I talk about it at work to say to everybody, if you have an idea, share it because what you think is just like, it's so simple and obvious and to somebody who hasn't yet thought of that thing. As soon as they hear it, they're like, mind blown of course how did we not see all this yeah. before um, so it sounds a little bit like the same sort of moment for you it's like hang on a second I love this I love that and people are doing them together to everybody else they're like of course we've been doing them forever yeah. like that's you know trial like, what were you thinking yeah where have you been um, yeah. but, it, but we don't know things until we until we know them it's, so it's it's true mm, I like and it I don't have you know I don't have any close friends who are like you know hey we should go trail running so that's never really been something that's presented to me. It was sort of something that I needed to like find on my own. Mm. So, but it yeah. must be nice and being out amongst nature because the, the landscapes look pretty picturesque where you are. Oh yeah, and I think I mean, it's not a very far drive. It's like you know, twenty five minutes for me to get up into the foothills to do something that is what someone might see on my Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not far. It's not hard, but sometimes you know. It's kind of hard to get out the door and stuff and go do those things. But I've just been realizing, you know, how lucky and how, you know, easy it is if I really want to do that. It's so close. So, yeah, I like it. And so half marathons, you started with the half marathons. What's the longest distance you've done now? So, yeah, I just ran a marathon in June and it was my first marathon ever. Congratulations. Thank you. It was definitely an experience, I would say. (laughs) Now, on road? road? Um, Yeah, it was on the road. Yes. Okay, and so um, on the road, 42, what are you, 26.2, um, mm-hmm. 26.2 miles. 
It's a crazy long way, hey. Like I, I mean, I guess you're probably training pretty hard and and you know putting things together, but like it's shocking how far that is. Like I, I, yes. I did a run that pretty much that distance, and at the twenty kilometer mark, so thirteen miles for you. Like at that point, I'm like, no, this isn't halfway. Someone's measured this wrong. They're bloody. Someone's gonna get the old measuring tape out. You know, like right. they're the thoughts <laughs> in my head. It's silly. It's just silly. I'm tired. I'm sore, uh, and I'm trying to imagine myself doing you know, that distance again, plus 10%, because it was 20K. Yes. Um, but uh, how did it feel for you? You know, it was it was really good. I think it was good up until like mile 18 or so. And going into it, I was having hip pain like throughout the training on and off. And I sort of knew that running it was going to be a little painful. Um, mm. And, but I mean, I, I had been training since for so long, I couldn't just not do the race. I mean, I'm just not that type of person who's going to put a bunch of work into something and then not follow through. How so, awful is hip pain? Like, I don't know about you, but you, I think you just had your 26th birthday, didn't you? Like, it's not exactly something that you want to proclaim to the world. Like, oh, it's right. my hip, it's my hip. You know, exactly. like, my I was like, am I 90? Yeah, my nana's 99. She still plays yeah. bowls. I don't hear nana complaining about her hip. So, if I, like, you know, I'm just thinking, like, I've got to keep it to myself. But, like, what a strange old – like, after that run, it's been, like, a couple months since the run. And, like, my hip still, on a cold day, I'm like, oh, it's cold. Kids <laughs> bring daddy's walking cane. Like, I don't know why I talk like right. that on my hip. So I don't even have a walking cane, so I don't know. They probably just give me um, crazy looks. It but conjures up place. that image. Yes, it does. It does. Sorry to any oldies out there with sore hips, but I but I feel you. Um, so so okay. So you've got the sore hip, but you still just push through it the whole way. Yeah, I I went to physical therapy, and the physical therapist, you know, was like, "Well, your race is downhill, which will probably be okay on your hip." And you know, if you can if you can keep running and you don't feel like you have to stop, I think you're okay. You just probably need to you know, take a week off and strengthen your glutes and, and whatnot. So I did all of that. And I don't know, it was never so bad where I was like, I can't run. So I kind of just embraced it for what it was. But, you know, by mile like 22, I was sort of like hobble, walk, jogging to the end. Mm. So I had, I had some loose time goals that I didn't hit. Um, and I don't, I mean, I shouldn't care about them because it was my first marathon ever. But of course, that's hard to not do. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm slow by nature. I'm not at all a natural runner. I have very little natural ability for, for running at all. So I think finishing was, oh, finishing, I mean, that was finishing gold. I didn't even finish my race. And I was like, you know what? That was the longest I've ever run. The, the furthest I'd ever run yeah. before that was 33 K. I mean, who has the audacity to try and go run 85 K for starters? Come on. But like, you know, if 33 K, then as soon as I went past 33 K, that gave me a little boost. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm into personal best territory. You know, now the time was totally. woeful, um, but it doesn't matter because it's like, Hey, I ran this like crazy long distance. And, and most people, what is the term? Like armchair quarterback, you know, the person that like from the sideline, like, ah, oh, well you should have run faster. But you know what else I found is too, that maybe social media is a bit different and maybe people reach out to you. The armchair quarterback, the little dude on my shoulder it's the it's mm -hmm. me it's like well exactly. you, you know the, the times and and, it, and you know as fast time as this per kilometer and you were this and you're like again negative thoughts bugger off like i just did this really good race and it's like i went exactly. the distance so that's cool did it it's... did it give you any feelings of wanting to run further maybe okay i, I don't know i've i would have let's see let me go back to if i think back to a year ago, I had done the same race, but I had done the half marathon. 
of this race in Colorado. And um, right after this half marathon, people were like, oh, you know, would you ever consider running a marathon? And I said, heck no, would I ever do that? That is way too far. That's not healthy. Like, I don't want to do that. Whatever. And so then, you know, a year passes and something shifted where I was like, actually, I would love to run a marathon. <laughs> and I don't really know why. Just It just was like a calling that I had that I was like, I should do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, now the race is over and I, I definitely want to run more marathons. Um, but I've also been like, you know, okay, I could run that distance. And, you know, I wasn't dead at the end. Like I was, I mean, of course... I was in pain as anyone is after running that long and mm-hmm. that wrong long being downhill for the most of it um, made it more challenging for sure. But I've been like, you know, maybe I could run a 50 K someday if I. Yeah. 50 K is not far away from a marathon. Do you know, it's like it, 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 it's it, even though like eight K is eight K and eight K is a far away. But you know, when you, when you, if you, for us, I mean, what's, um, I don't know what it is for for you, maybe 35 mile. Well, that's a complete guess. It's probably wrong. It's like 31, but I'm actually oh, not okay. positive. Okay. So if it's 31, that's, that's even better. 32. Like 26.2, you're like, no, oh, it's only another five miles. Like it, you right. know, so then all of a sudden you're, you're, then once you're in, once you've done that, like it's like, oh, you've opened the, the door to ultra. Right. It's like this <laughs> other room. Sure. Yeah, you've like sure scrambled back to the door. Yeah, you try to. Yeah. You, once, yeah, once the worms are out of the can, like that 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 box is opened, you can't shut it again, probably because, I mean, maybe you could, yeah. but like then you'd be at that event going, "Would you ever do a hundred mile?" And you're like, "No <laughs> way, that's not healthy." You know, and then all of a sudden that thought comes to you, like, "Oh god, I would love to do a hundred mile." Yeah, <laughs> like you're sitting on the couch, like, where do these thoughts come from? Um, I know, and but, that's so me to be like, "Okay, well, I did, I did the thing. Now I need to go bigger." Yeah, so, and seeing so many people around you that can do these things, whatever else. So are you like as part of a running club or anything like that? You said you sort of don't have um, like a heap of friends that are trying to go trail running or or do you have friends that go road running with you? I do. I do and I don't. I mean, I do have some people that I run with sometimes, but I've actually always sort of found um, that I enjoy running by myself more than with other people. And I feel mm. like that's actually kind of rare um, in the running community that I've found. It seems like everybody is, you know, feeding off of each other's goals and wanting to run together and talk and stuff and I've sort of found a love for you know the solitude and peace that I find by myself um and so I'm not opposed to running with people and as I've gotten better at running I've been more um I guess okay with running with other people because I used to be like you know I'm so slow it's embarrassing like I don't want to run with anyone and have them like know that I'm slow (laughs) or whatever they're like okay let's stop jogging now jogging (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a sprint (laughs) exactly feeling too yes so i think that i don't know i yeah i'm not part of any sort of running club however i'm not necessarily opposed to it but i do work kind of strange obscure hours that don't really lend me to being able to always go to a you know normal running club that's after a normal work day hey exactly. would you like to run at 2 p.m today like no I'm yeah. at work. Like, where, get a job you're like i've got exactly. a job thank you very much you just don't know my hours exactly uh, yeah like you're sort of saying like your old job used to finish at 11 p.m like you're messaging me at um you know 12, 12 midnight like hey i'm just i've just unwound from work now you want to go for a run like that is just going straight to message bank for me like uh, i'm getting up in, th- in three and a half hours uh, you know exactly at 3 30 in the morning you want to go for a run but not at um not at midnight goodness yeah and I've, I've done that I've run at midnight before so it's kind of it's interesting yeah so it's it's an odd one like um working in banking it's like the hours 
you know, pretty much always like some version of, you know, eight to five, eight to six um, for me. So it's like, you know, and then I get these nice little neat little times around that that I can fit things in. Um, the typical Monday to Friday, I'm very lucky, very blessed. But, um, you know, when you think about others and we, you know, do loans for people and you see some of the shifts and the nighttime shifts and it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to work at 8 p.m. Mm, hang on. Nope, that's bedtime. What do you mean you're going to work yeah. at 8 p.m.? And then I'll work through till 4 a.m. or something and it's just like that's mind shattering. Like I used to have a job like that working in a bar and it was so fun. And, but the only people you could hang out with were the other people that worked in the bars because yep. everybody else is in bed. Like you, you, what are you doing? So at 4 a.m. You, uh, I had to make a change. That just wasn't the life for me. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything. You could, but you could go shopping during the day. That was cool. I should be in bed, yes. but I'd, you know, it was like jet lag, permanent yeah. jet lag. Work lag. I I think working throughout the whole night would be rough. That's not something I've ever had to do is work till four. I've always been done at 11 at the latest. Um, but yeah, I Goodness. can't really even imagine. So you, you've really um, thrown yourself into this running thing. You're like you're reaching some, some long distances. Um, you've got the joy for doing it. What other benefits do you think uh, being an endurance athlete's brought into your life? Um, you know, that's a really good question. I feel like it's sort of, it's brought me some people that I otherwise wouldn't have found, some friendships and some, you know, it's done wonders for my mental health. And um, I don't know, I've just, I've made a lot of friends and a lot of, I think, strides in my life with my mental health and stress and stuff that I think it's sort of, you know, been like, I guess like, running has been sort of a medicine in in my that's life that's cool wow that's really cool so like i'm um, helping to strengthen the mind make you feel more capable help you Absolutely. keep things more positive yeah definitely and it's kind of made me be like okay i can do these hard things that that maybe i thought one day i would never do um especially you know running a marathon i was like i'm never gonna do that and then it's like well i actually do want to do that and i can and um, sort of reaching those those mental milestones of like you know the furthest run I had ever run um, up like before I started training for the marathon was like 13.1 miles and so then you know I started training for the marathon and I ran you know my longest run of 20 miles and I said wow that's crazy that I that I ran 20 miles just now like that is unfathomable even to me even though I had just done it so mm. I think it sort of um, makes me believe that you know you're stronger than you think yeah, limits are imaginary. You got to earn. You got to earn the stuff. You can't. Like, I mean, maybe someone could, but you couldn't really just just turn up tomorrow and go. You know what? I'm taking a week off work, and I'm going to run. I don't know, a thousand miles, right? Like, it, it's probably possible, but you know, the idea of doing that is just like, no, you're, you're busting my mind space. <laughs> right. But then, you know, if you at some point or another, when if you do run a hundred miler, then you're like, well, you know, what what's the difference of doing that, you know, over five days, you know, and again, that might bend your mind space. If you put the work in and you do whatever is required, you can accomplish anything. You know, it really is so true. It's 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 hard to believe because that happens in our head where it's like impossible. Like, what's going on where? Our brains just go, it can't be done. And then something happens. Is it hope? Is it a little seed of an idea starts to grow? And all of a sudden you go, like in your story, nah, not doing a marathon, no way, never, not healthy, to I would love to do a marathon. You know, that's a big switch. That's like, it the, is. The complete other ends of each of the spectrum. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. And I, I wish I could sort of, yes, yeah, see where 
kind of what's behind that and kind of unpack that, but I'm not really sure like where mm. it comes from. It's just like all of a sudden you have, yeah, an idea and it becomes a reality. I like it. I like it. And so, you know, speaking of mind space and, and um, those sorts of things, I just love um, digging into successful mind and, you know, successful is a funny word, but, you know, it could be positive mindset or it's really just about, you know, when you're in your peak headspace where you can do things, you, you can accomplish things to you, what do you think makes up a successful mindset? Yeah. You know, I think that it's sort of, it's knowing that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish and knowing that even though it's really, really hard sometimes that if you want it enough that you can reach it. And I think that I think showing up anyway, no matter how hard it gets is sort of what makes it become successful because I was beginning my training in January and we had a pretty chilly winter. I would say it stayed cold almost throughout my entire time training for this marathon and I was running outside because I do have I do sometimes run on the treadmill at the gym but only you know if I have to or because the gym has weird hours too so I'm not always running when they're open and whatnot mm -hmm. um and I think kind of you know showing up anyway even in the the coldest of winter days where I said you know the last thing I want to do right now is go and run you know seven miles in the dark and cold after work one night um but doing it because I know that eventually the outcome is worth it. Um, and I guess kind of not sweating the small stuff. If I, if I knew that I really shouldn't be running on my hip or whatever was bothering me that day, that I, you know, would take a day off and come back stronger the next and that it would be totally fine. Um, so, yeah, I think those are sort of my, my main thoughts about being successful. Yeah, I like it. So, so there's a there's a consistency to adding the little building blocks. Um, keeping it positive sounds like it's really woven through that. So it's not like you know you're positively you've got a plan, you're working towards that plan. Um, you know, and there's going to be all these dark times that come up, whether it's during a run or it's you know you've just gotten home in the freezing cold and you think like what I'm going to put on like you know um, uh, you know some running clothes and head back out into that? Are you crazy? Like the the temperature the what the the heat is on inside the house you're like why would i leave this warmth and 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 there's like a nice pack of marshmallows maybe some you know some hot hot <laughs> chocolate i don't know what's in yeah. your, on your bench but um so so but then having that discipline to to look ahead and see actually no this is all part of that um and being happy yes. enough that you know it's not that bad you probably come back from that run and go geez i'm glad i went for the run um, Every so, time. Uh, yeah, right, right. That's another interesting thing of that same thing, isn't it? It's like the discipline to know that by the end of it, or even once you started, it will actually be enjoyable. Exactly. And I know that I'll, you know, be happy when it's over, but if it's, you know, snowing and I'm putting on a headlamp and socks and gloves and all this stuff, and I'm like, I just want to stay inside, but I'm like, I know that I have to do this because it's actually what I want. And I know Gosh. I'll be happy with myself. We have it so easy here. I think because, um, like, it's not going to snow. It's just it's not going to snow. And if it snows, cool. I'm going to, you know, that I'd be shocked. But, like, it's just not going right. to snow here. The worst thing would probably be that it's, like, it'll get super hot. Um, and, like, you know, potentially it feels like um, the road is going to melt my shoes as I'm running. The heat, but it's – it's imagine trying to, like – go and put enough clothes on that I can deal with this. It's snowing outside if it's that cold. Like I can't even, I can't even get my mind to travel to that place. So, so if you ever 
um, you know, not trying to make your situation feel worse. If I ever going to complain, I'm going to have to probably think of you uh, and go, <laughs> hey, no, is it snowing outside? No, put your runners on, get out there. Um, you know, but it's 10 degrees. So what? Like, you you know, you're probably there like, yeah, I'm just going to go and run a pair of shorts at 10 degrees. Don't worry about um, this snow gear. Yeah, um, 10 degrees Celsius, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Well, and- that's right. I mean, there was this one, there was this one time this past year where I was signed up for this winter running series that had races throughout the winter, just sort of to keep myself having goals throughout the winter. So it was like a 5k and a four mile and another 5k and a 10k. Um, and the, the day the 10k came around, um, it was, it was two degrees outside Fahrenheit. Um, so, and it was, it was raining. It was freezing. I had never run outside in something that cold before. And I, I almost didn't go. I was like, I don't want to do this. It's so cold. But I did, and it was a huge struggle. I walked so much. It was just, it was silly. But I did it, and I think that, you know, looking back, I'm like, it was, it's so funny that I was out there when it was that cold. And it's just unfathomable when it's, right now it's 95 degrees today, probably, so. Yeah, and any other day where it's like where it would have been like if it's if it's ever going to be even like lower temperature, like well, it's not as cold as that. I've I've run in worse. Um, it's you know, true. Dave, that Dave Goggins going into the cookie jar, like you know, to reach into the past of or the back of your mind for past experiences where you've done worse, you know, gone further, done harder things that make whatever you're doing now seem more manageable, more achievable to overcome that mind space of like oh, it's too much, it's too the word too. When, you know, unless I'm, I'm yeah. coming to, the word too is just such a problem. It's too cold. I'm too tired. I'm too, if you're just tired, well, you can overcome that. If it's too, then it's overwhelming and you can't do it. So you need some sort of motivation to kickstart. So going and doing those events is probably a good thing. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It definitely trains your mind for sure. So out of all these events you've done, you know, in the short space of time, it sounds like you've been out getting, you know, being quite active. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. You know, that's a really interesting question because I haven't really I haven't really had anything that stands out to me as being my absolute favorite. Of course, I can say the marathon was maybe my favorite because it was the furthest I'd ever run, the most I'd ever done. Um, it seemed like the the biggest milestone, I guess. So I think I guess I would say the marathon would have been my favorite. Mm, I like it. I like it. I like the idea that it holds a mantle. It holds a mantle in my mind that, that I've been able to run 44K. So that's not true. That I was able to move 44K. Uh, I certainly didn't run the whole thing. But like, you know, because right. um, that, that's a cool thing. Like it's just, you know, it, progress. You know, I like the idea that we're wired to progress. We want to uh, see ourselves changing, but in a positive way, um, you know, moving Definitely. forward continually, I think, from where we start to when we die um, even if it's progressing in our minds and being more still and at one with the world whatever it might be but um, yeah and then who knows one day like five years from now you'll look back and like yeah definitely my 100 miler is my favorite my 200 miler <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> some people do it hey like, just keep going because there's this there's just no end it's like there is you know, no end some people like you know you there's people running around Australia right now. There's um, one of the guys I've interviewed recently was doing like, you know, a certain amount of um, 100 milers. I think it's 41 in a year. Um, like that's, that's my God. How are you even? That's wild. Yeah, it is. It is wild. But, you know, hats off. Hats off to you all uh, for yeah. your amazingness. And so when you're not running, um, you know, and you're not working and you're not training, what is it that you're getting up to for fun? Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm hiking a good amount here and there. Um, Colorado has a lot of mountains over 14,000 feet. So um, my boyfriend and I like to 
or we've been, I guess, trying to check some of those off our list um, this past couple of years. So we're out there hiking, we're hanging out with friends. Um, I do like, I like healthy eating and healthy cooking a lot. So I also like it to be easy. So I'm, I'm nothing, not making anything crazy, but I definitely enjoy grocery shopping for healthy food and then cooking it. Um, in the winter, I snowboard and I have two cats. So I like playing with my cats. <laughs> nice. And, yeah. Snowboarding sounds fun. I, I tried snowboarding in Tokyo and um, it was just like nothing else. I tried leaning back at the top of the mountain because I thought that would slow you down. It doesn't. You just pop this weird mono, like a wheelie thing yeah. <laughs> with no wheels. but And then just zoom down at the sorest butt ever after because um, that oh, was the only way yes. I could stop was just by landing on my butt. And the powder was so deep. On day three, I was like in bed and I'm like, help. Help! And then and all the other guys like what? What is it? And I'm like I can't sit up. And I like my my abs were just so wrecked from and my arms were so wrecked from trying to push myself out the snow for the yeah. first two or three days that yeah on that in midweek on the trip I was I, I couldn't even sit up. I'm like oh no I've done some irreparable damage. I'll never leave Tokyo. Um, right. I was fine the next day. Um, I'm a bit of a drama drama dude by the sounds of it. But um, it's interesting well, to think. 14,000 feet. I skydived at 14,000 feet. I've never really actually stopped and thought about how high people hike, right? Like, yeah. Like 14,000 feet. Like the the airplane I was in flew all the way up. We were in the plane for ages whilst it ascended to the point. Then we jump out and I free fell for ages down and joined the view. And then we like, you know, they like that's pretty high up. It is, yeah. Like Denver is at uh, 5,280 feet. And so then, you know, you drive to the mountains and you're quickly at 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 feet. And a lot of the hikes start at around 10,000 feet and you hike up 4,000 feet of elevation gain. Yeah, so, must be some incredible views up there. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's it's amazing. Mm, yeah, some of these things, are like, you know, we'd probably have mountains nearby here. But the idea of going for a hike, my wife's been talking more about hiking more. And she, that's something that she'd like to do. Um, you know, and it may very well happen that we start going more with a one and a three-year-old. Like, you know, I don't think my little one-year-old wants to hike. So so what's going to happen there is that I'm going to have to be strong enough to carry my one-year-old. And then if you're out somewhere, you know, I, I don't want to be like 10K into a hike and it's like then my kids decide we've had enough because um, it's still a long way back to the car. It Do you know what I mean? a long way back. Yeah. yeah. So so I uh, we could probably get a babysitter or something like that. But I think um, in time, as they're getting older now, um, that we'll be able to venture out more because the older two help look after them as well. And, um, you know, but, but hiking just has this allure. There's something about it just because it's a bit of an energy thing. It's not necessarily about speed. Um, you ride mm-hmm. amongst nature. Is there anything else that you sort of love about the hiking? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was when I was growing up, I I always enjoyed exploring outside. Um, whether it was you know just walking on trails with my friends, we would you know try to go exploring off and see you know how far into the woods we could get or something like that if we were in the mountains. And I don't know. I don't know if my parents knew that we were just gallivanting off into the wilderness and I don't know how safe yep. that was but <laughs> but I always that was always something I like to do and and I I always enjoyed being outside um and I think that now being you know an adult realizing that what you like as a child is often kind of what you come back to as an adult um and you kind of find what your purpose is um and I I just like being out there I like I like 
hearing noises and feeling and smelling and I don't know, just kind of the whole experience, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting too what you're saying about the when you're a kid, what you want to come back to. Like, I really want to expose my kids to as much different activities, foods, experiences as possible so that that way they can make their own minds up as to what they would enjoy. Again, because if it doesn't, if it hasn't come into their reality, then how could they like it? How could they know? Um, and so we're, we're just embarking on a bit more, something called like an adventure life is what we're calling it. Um, and we want to sort of promote that somewhat where pretty much every fortnight we will go and do something different, uh, ideally something family based, um, where it could be like, we take them bowling. Okay, cool. You've experienced bowling. Let's take them hiking. Cool. You've experienced that. Let's go somewhere else. And so, um, cause when we were kids, we went camping all the time. There was heaps different um, experiences that we did when we were camping, but as a family, we're kind of then starting to go back towards that. Even my sisters, I've got three sisters, they're starting to want to go camping more and doing things. And so their life is going back full circle to what we did as kids. Cause we often remember, just remember how great it was. And, and we went there as a family to where we holidayed as kids recently. And it was just magic. It's like, oh yeah. Remember? Cause when you're a kid, you just have this enthusiasm and, and energy for days that, and, and it's just like, and it's so fun and you're not having to worry about bills. Like, it's, uh, who knows? Was this camp yeah. not even paid for? That's not even close to within my mind space. I'm more thinking about, I wonder what's for lunch when I get back after this swim or after this kayak or, or whatever. So, um, yeah. So that's hiking was one of those things for you. Hey? Yeah, definitely exploring, I think. So it's, it's fun to, get to experience it on my own terms, I guess, and realize that that's actually what I want to be doing. Mm, and it's cool that you have a love for um, healthy eating, and healthy cooking. Like that that ideally goes hand, hand in hand. Like if your love was like KFC or something, like, like <laughs> you know, yeah. my one true love is KFC. Um, and Zach, he's cool too. Um, you know, but it's like you, if you just if, – if it's KFC is what you love, I mean, because, you, know, you know, it was pretty tasty back when I used to eat it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but the healthy eating and cooking, I'm, I'm a simple cooker. I try to cook everything in, in either one or two pans. People watch me cook and they're like, how is it that you're not pulling more pans out like right now? I'm like, no, you watch. This is going to be delicious. That is impressive. <laughs> it is. But it, it was just – that all started from being like a just a bachelor dude with his chicken and broccoli. You know, I only needed of one course. pan. And, and yeah. I didn't want to waste any time cooking. Like I've, I just felt like cooking zapped – cooking and cleaning up after cooking zapped so much time for what was – seriously just a refuel like i just needed some energy if i didn't have to eat i wouldn't like i, I like I, oh I, started... I feel that entirely. yes it's just oh my gosh like is there i don't know it sounds silly but if there was like a tablet or just they invented something that's like you know the um, recommended daily intake of everything just put that in one little tablet let me have that you know like i'll i'll take that and i'll just push on with my life because i don't have to stop and sit and wait and cook yeah. and then clean it can be kind of a chore and it's like, well, we realize it's part of life, so we have to do it. But mm. I sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to eat right now. It's just such a time sucker that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. And then there's other times when you're eating meals and it's like your taste buds come alive and you know it's healthy and you know it's fueling you and, and it can be an experience with others and, and it can all come together. And that's that's a great thing. Um, we've really had to learn how to not celebrate with food. Um, we've been on the way yeah. down losing weight and it's like, you know, the issue is it's like, oh, my God, great news. Let's go out for a meal or let's have a fancy meal. That's just somehow built in as to how we celebrate. We've got to try and find a way to kick that habit. And it's like, because, you know, what are you going to be like? Oh, my God, 
Billy, I don't have a kid named Billy, but if I did, this would be the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Liam. Hey, Liam, you did so great with your report card. Let's go for a run. Do you know what I mean? Like, whilst that's a healthy thing, you could imagine him like, I'm not getting any A's on my report card ever again because, you know, right. they took me for a marathon after the, um, you know, do you know what I mean? Or Maybe you could go for a hike or you, you, you could go away. I need to think I need to think through that. I've just realized that just now. So I appreciate you uh, allowing that to come to the top <laughs> of my mind space. So back to you. Yeah. Um so from your perspective then, you know, you, you seem to have this real love of adventure, you know, you uh, filling your life with with experiences that I'm sure that you'll look back one day and just be so grateful that you did these things. Um, you know, with the experiences that you've built up, would you have tips for new people that are thinking about getting into endurance activities? And it might just be the 5K or, you know, going for a hike, whatever that might be, but would you have tips for them? Yeah. You know, I think one of the main things is that that I that I wish that some people could realize is that you know it doesn't really matter what people think of you as long as you're enjoying it I mean I think there are a lot of people out there who may not understand why I love running being someone who is not a great runner (laughs) and I think that um you know, if you stay true to yourself, you don't, you know, you don't have to be the best at something to participate because there's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be more that you could be doing. And I think if you just kind of put yourself in, I guess, if you put your life in perspective and you realize that, you know, you don't have to be the best. In fact, you don't even have to be good at it to do it. Um, and one of my favorite quotes um, is that you still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. And I love that quote because to me, it's, it's sort of, it shows me like where I was, I guess I, you know, I wanted to make myself be these things. I was like, you know, I want to be a marathoner. I want to be a half marathoner. I want to be someone who explores, someone who trail runs. And I couldn't let the fact that, you know, as a 25, 26 year old dictate that I was too old to start or make a big change or change my life. So Mm, mm, I like that. It's like it's still got time to be. And and in that, it's like what you want, not what others think you want, not what others think you should be, not what you think you should be. What do you actually want? If running is the thing, then great. But it's not like you're saying I need to break a world record for running. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like and I know I know that that I never will. And so um, and, you know, never say never. But of course, Mm -hmm. There's some pretty fast runners Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there are. And I just think that, you know, I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be, I want to be more of a runner. I want to be someone who is always outside more than I have been previously. And yeah, just that quote really resonates with me because it makes me just, yeah, realize that it's, it is about what you want to do. It's not about anyone else. I like it. I like it. Any other any other burning tips for the for the newbies out there? Hmm. I think I I guess I just would like newbies to realize that they'll probably go out there and be better than I am at this. And because I'm not very I'm not a strong runner or a good runner or fast runner. Um I just I just really enjoy it. And I think that people always worry that they're gonna come last in a race or something. And they never will. There's always going to be somebody slower. And I think giving it a shot, even if you're scared, is really important. Pushing past the fear. That's an interesting one because, you know, fear um, puts us in our box a lot of times. Um, so overcoming that fear and and probably doing that by working out how to enjoy it is a key. You know, I think the enjoying it thing carries probably carries you forward. Like if you can stop 
you go for a walk or run and you can look around and see that you're happy and you're enjoying things and you and you've got an attitude of gratitude that's probably more of a reason to keep doing whatever it is getting off the couch putting the shoes on absolutely <coughs> pardon me so i like it i like it so from from your perspective um you know if you had to you know tell people like you know to follow along on your journey and and they wanted to see your instagram or do you have like a blog or a website um if people wanted to um, follow what's the best handles that you could share yeah you know it's mainly just my instagram which is aim underscore healthy h-e-a-l-t-h-y um and my Instagram handle is, it's a, it's my initials, but it's also like aiming healthy for like aiming for a healthy lifestyle uh, ah. that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering that. I was, I was thinking like, you know, aim, aim and I'm thinking, well, you know, when we first, I first come across you, I'm like, oh, do you like have a business that's about healthiness or something like that? And like, but it's, but it's a cool, it's a cool um, name. Like you got to come up with a cool name somehow when you, when you get like Instagram and things, cause it's like taken, that one's taken, this yeah, is taken. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, everything's taken. Um, so and that so that's kind of just came to me. So I like it. I like it. And you know, I've never really thought about making a blog, but that's not a terrible idea. But mm. maybe you know, eventually, maybe I'll maybe I'll write some of my experiences in, in well, a, a healthy. Your story's blog. got a lot. Your story has got a lot of um, you know positives because, uh, in a way, you know, you've had to make positive changes because you've got a potential um, you know health thing that you have to monitor. You've um, pushed yourself into you know an area where you're largely doing it by yourself. You haven't got heaps of people around you. Just that that's the reason why you're doing it. So you've got this inner drive. Um, and you've got a really positive mindset. You've, you know, it sounds to me like you're managing to get balance in your life. There's a heap of positives that I can see that have come out of this. Um, that is why you're an inspiration to me. I see that. And I bet you are to others. And on that note, do you find that like people around you find you a little bit inspirational at times for what you're able to accomplish? You know, I'm not sure because I can tend to be sort of down on myself about things like that. I can be like, you know, people don't care about what I'm doing. And I've never really, I've never really thought about if anyone else is inspired by me, but I, I would hope that maybe they are, especially, especially learning the backstory about this, you know, health sort of scare situation. I think that that's not something that I go telling everyone or talking about very often on my Instagram. Mm. Um, but I, and I should talk about it more because, um, because it is an important part of my life, but I think that, you know, I get scared that, you know, people will see me differently or be like, you know, there's something wrong with her when mm. there isn't. And that's never fun to think that people might, you know, see you differently for something that you can't control. Yeah. So somehow, think... you know, something the other day, um, was it Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer? It's like, if I walk into, if I meet a million people, there will be a million different perceptions of me and I can't control any of those. So trying to worry about, um, you know, trying to worry about what people think of me, it's that that's like a down the rabbit hole thing. It's, it's almost like it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of me. It really just matters like what I think of me. And if I act, you know, you know, by by accordance with my own morals, my own compass, um, you know, and enjoy myself, you know, keep coming back to that enjoy it thing you mentioned, then that's ideally enough. It's it is it's so interesting to just embrace our uniqueness and not be worried about what others think. And if, even if others have an opinion, it's like, oh, that's where you are in your headspace. Cool. Interesting that you have that thought. It's, it's, exactly. But sometimes it's not as easy to do that, though, is it? It is. Yeah, it's easy, to, it's easy to think one way or another or think of yourself one way or another. I mean, yeah, it's all, it's all about perspective for sure. 
Mm. I've had so much fun catching up. I feel like I could just talk all day, but uh, right. I really want to. <laughs> I really want to say a massive um, thank you, Annika, for taking the time to have a chat and 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 share your story. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really appreciate you. You know, seeing something in me that was worthy enough to be uh, on your podcast. I really appreciate it.